Hey everyone, greetings from Boise, Idaho, and welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast. Uh, I'm Nick Coleus, an editor at Bodybuilding.com. Our normal co-host, Heather Eastman, is off gallivanting in Barcelona, is not with us today, but we have three guests in her absence, Branch Warren and his quads. Uh, Branch needs no introduction, he's an IFBB Pro bodybuilder, uh, two-time Arnold Classic winner, been in the top six at the Olympia more times than we can even need to mention. Nobody works harder than the Texas Rattlesnake, we all know that. And nobody comes in quite conditioned, like, you still look. <laughs> I was looking at Instagram, I'm like, what year, what year is this? <laughs> look, looks exactly the same. So Branch Warren, thanks for coming. Well, thank you, glad to be here. Um, uh, all, yeah, also the only bodybuilder, to my knowledge, to be a regular on a hunting show. He uh, looks like he may have just been on a hunting show like 10 minutes ago. And you're, 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 <laughs> you're just a BB.com gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, look, looking at, uh, reading about you, you know, you've been at this so long, it, it's kind of a surprise to me. You're still only 42 damn years old, right? Um, still in your competitive age, in a competitive age range for high-level bodybuilding. And uh, it blows me away to think, I saw this picture of you on your Instagram it's uh, tw- 25 years ago, more than 25 years ago. You're 17 years old at the Lee Labrada Classic. It made me realize, you know, you've been doing this. You've been doing this a long time. I, I paid my dues. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that uh, that picture. Um, I don't know. The, I don't know how pictures like this end up on the internet. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I see stuff all the time. I'm like, I have that picture in like a trunk in my office. How did that get on the internet? Right. But, well, uh, yeah. And we just, you know, you see but, uh, people respond to that, and they say, Yeah, yeah. they do. And uh, so uh, yeah, that uh, I've been. I did my first shot with 16, mm-hmm. and uh, did the. Teenage Mr. Texas, and uh, I won actually. And, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. I, my goal for that show was not get last place. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to beat. Goal. I just wanted to beat somebody, <laughs> and I uh, actually won it. So, which surprised me. But uh, and so, uh, but you I hadn't th- been lifting for very long at that point, right? Nah, not very long at all. Less hmm. than a year, probably. I mean, because let's be perfectly clear. That picture when you're 17, you're pretty freaking jacked for a 17 year old. Yeah, I, uh, I did my first show, and I was 154 pounds, and mm-hmm. then uh, I think that Lita Brada. I went from 154 my first show, and then I think my next show was at Lula Brada show, and I was uh, 180, mm-hmm. and I was 17. So uh, mm-hmm. then I went on to later that well later that year I, I turned 18, and then went on won the teenage nationals. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay Cutler won so the heavies and, at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, did uh, what I won. I won the Texas state championships when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, didn't compete for a few years. Went to school, mm-hmm. uh, worked three jobs. And, mm-hmm. uh, Still just lifting your ass off all the time, though? Or? Man, you know what? I actually got into powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have the time going to school and uh, working three jobs. I mean, I drove a delivery truck in the morning. Had to, I had to be at the dock at like 5 a.m. Hmm. and I did, to do my route. And then uh, I had some a few clients I personal trained. Mm-hmm. And then the weekends, I worked at Dorman at a club. Hmm. And um, so I had no life. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, so I actually got into powerlifting because there, there was no way I could... You know the bodybuilding regiment, sure. training, cardio, the diet. There's no way, and mm-hmm. and you know keep my grades up, and mm-hmm. you know make do all my work at all my mm-hmm. jobs. So I got into powerlifting, started powerlifting, and uh, did some meets, and uh, I, it turned out to be a blessing because mm-hmm. during that time period, that's when I really got got thick, and right. I put on a lot of dense muscle from lifting heavy mm-hmm. weights. So. so what what led you back to bodybuilding then? It was still my first love. Mm-hmm. It's just I just uh, had to, you have to have your priorities in life straight. Sure, getting mm-hmm. education is. Mm-hmm. A priority, yeah. and um, you know, um, I want to be pro. That was always in my mm, just still, still back in. That there, still huh? there, but you gotta, like I said, you gotta get your priorities right. And um, it's like if you're trying to be pro anything, there's only a very few people that actually get to be pro. And then of those pros, how many of them actually make it to the top? Right. You know, look at football players; mm-hmm. they all make good money, but there's right. only a, the superstars that make the mm-hmm. the really big money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so who was who was the bod- the first bodybuilder that really made an imprint on you? Where you're like, all right, this this showed me. 
what a bodybuilder is because that's because you were this for a lot of people. I see this online where they say, you know, I met this guy or I saw a poster, a branch in 2002, and it said, this is what bodybuilding is. You know, the second bodybuilder I ever saw in my life was Ronnie Coleman. Oh, really? Well, that's a the, good place to when start. When I walked into Metroflex, now Ronnie wasn't pro then. Uh-huh. You know, he was a police officer, and uh, but he was still jacked, about, mm-hmm. by far the most jacked human being I'd ever seen. So this was point. in person. I walked into Metroflex when I was 17, and uh, the guy who got me started bodybuilding was Ronnie's workout partner. Hmm. And um, so when I told him I want to do a bodybuilding contest, he said, I'm going to take you to a real gym. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are we at right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, this ain't a real gym. This is a health club. And so uh, we You're pulled basically up. 24-hour fitness or something like that? Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. And uh, we pulled up to Metroflex, and uh, I could hear the music in the parking lot because mm-hmm. the garage doors are open. And it's just, you know, cranking. And uh, there were some chicks in bikinis squatting in the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, there was It's like a music video. All these big jack dudes walking around. And I remember thinking to myself, I just made it to the promised land. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I'm like, this is home. And uh, fast forward 26, 27 years, mm-hmm. and I'm still there. Mm-hmm. Just so did you just sign on the dotted line, like make me a member on that? No, nah, it's a pretty, uh, pretty cool story how it all went down. So I, um, I was 17. You know, it was just me and my mom. And uh, I actually, I worked, I started working when I was 14, actually. And uh, I've always had to help out. I helped out with bills and stuff. And, uh, you know, me and my mom were struggling. And, um, Went to this gym and I wanted to get ready for a competition, actually the Lita Brada competition. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I met Brian, who trained Ronnie and Mark and owns Metroflex. And um, I told him, I uh, said, hey, man, I want to do this competition. This is at the beginning of the summer. And um, I said, I don't, I can't afford a membership. I mm-hmm. said, but I'll, I'll work for you. I'll clean the gym up, pick the weights up, you know, whatever, if I can just train here sure. for the summer. And he said, let me look at you. So he took me in the gym. I hit a few shots. And he said, I'll tell you what, kid. He said, you represent the gym. And you win, you don't got to buy membership. I like he it. He said, mm-hmm. if you don't win, you're going to work it off. 26 years later, mm-hmm. I still haven't bought a membership. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so having worked out wherever you were working out before, how different was it? I mean, just not just in like, you know, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's totally Metroflex. different. Totally different. The, the training, what did it feel like different? It was just a whole other level. I mean, mm-hmm. you're training with, um, you know, I got the train who went on the, with the, tr- the trainer of the man and the man who went on to become the greatest bodybuilder of all time um and his workout partner mark actually back then trained harder than ronnie did and he was stronger than ronnie back then uh now and ronnie ronnie's did, one of the strongest yeah and ronnie eventually went on and surpassed everything mm-hmm. you know mark could have done but at the time i mean these dudes were animals you know right. and i'm just like a kid and they let me work out with them because i just did what i was told i, I gave 100 percent. of course they would they didn't care how much weight i lifted all they cared about was how much intensity how much work if you gave 100 percent, you know and so i gave everything i had every set and so um i think they respected that and so they let me you know i paid attention listened and sure i didn't uh, i didn't ask questions i learned mm-hmm. early on you don't ask questions right if they say do 20 you don't ask why mm-hmm. you shut fuck up and do 20 20 <laughs> so uh you know that's that's how you uh, if i could tell anybody if you start asking questions or questioning mm-hmm. what was going on you got kicked out so right. uh you know, I'm, I wasn't stupid. I'm like, it works for them, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do what they mm-hmm. do. But you were just 17 at that point, too. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to lift the weights the big boys lift, too. No, you, they ain't going to let you. You, mm-hmm. you act stupid, and, you know, you get a, you know, I probably did slap me in the head or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing 12 reps, you do a weight you can do 12 reps with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you better make sure you're giving 100% to get that 12 reps, you know, mm-hmm. not, not coasting. So, um, and uh, I just busted my butt, and... Uh, Hmm. Went and won, and so wow. that was a you know at that gym back then, you know it was uh, they used to give out team trophies. Mm-hmm. So back in back home, Metroflex would win every team trophy every time, every contest, 
And, uh, you know, so there was a lot of, from the very beginning, you know, the whole, the whole focus was win. You know, if you're going to get ready for this show, give 100% and win. Mm -hmm. was that, your, your first couple of preps there, were they a whole other level from anything you had imagined as well? Yeah, or you know, was I, it, I, they, I played, they had a science? I played football, you know, mm -hmm. two days, all that, that was hard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, training with this, these guys in the summertime in Metroflex, getting ready for competitions, it was a whole other level. I remember, because uh, I still played football. And, um, on the side while you were doing this? On the this? side, yeah. I would train for competitions in the summer. Mm -hmm. I would compete. And then uh, I would play football in the fall. Mm, that's a good approach. And then uh, I'd go back to playing to bodybuilding in the spring and in the summer again. And, um, yeah, so after going through that kind of training, when I got to two-a-days, mm -hmm. man, it was nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. Do do you feel like you know as as, you, as you've gotten older is the is the way that you prepare for a serious event just variation on the same way you always did it then? Yeah, it's just a variation. It's the uh -huh. same. It's the same thing. It's just I think the only difference is there's more at stake. Right. You know. Uh, you know. If you're getting ready for the Olympia, and, um, it's the Olympia. You know, and you've got the contracts and the money and right. all the pressure and all mm -hmm. the stuff on you. So it's just. Uh, just more pressure. Sure. Other than that, it's hmm. the same thing. Yeah, because we've we've heard from a lot of people like they say, "Oh my God, the first couple that I did." I did everything wrong. It's amazing that I survived them, but you were strong from the start, huh? Yeah, I was. Um, I was blessed. Um, mm -hmm. I was blessed to be surrounded by the kind of guys you know I was surrounded with, and uh, mm -hmm. you know they uh, they gave me the foundation, the foundation of training, the uh, diet, nutrition, supplements, mm -hmm. all that. They showed you how to they eat too. Me, yeah, all that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so from I guess from the time I was probably eighteen on, I did it. I did my own diet, did my own nutrition, and all that stuff. But uh, they gave me the, those guys gave me the foundation. You know, mm -hmm. Brian and Mark and these guys. Uh, Show me the basics, and uh, then I just I listened to my body. I read everything I could read, and uh, educated myself. And hmm. yeah, because this so. this isn't the internet age here, right? No. I so mean, how did how did you educate yourself? Um, Aside read, from just paying attention, I would right? read Flex, Muscle Fitness, mm -hmm. and cover to cover mm -hmm. every month when it come in, and um, then I'll talk to guys and you know any any kind of literature I could get to mm -hmm. read about nutrition. You know, I'd read nutrition books. You know, I study mm -hmm. metabolism, mm -hmm. all these things, and how your body breaks down and uses carbohydrates and proteins and things like that so uh then you just and then you just have to be in tune with your body you know right. i'll try something different and see how i looked how i reacted how my strength you know responded and um uh, just kind of figure it out hmm. yeah we, we had evan Santapani on here last year and he was telling us like you know as a professional bodybuilder i'm a professional eater first and foremost and that means like quantity right you gotta you're, you're, eat a lot actually, but it's also serious you you're, you're actually more of a nutritionist than you are anything else mm -hmm. um 70% of what I do is nutrition. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you don't have your nutrition right, you will never, ever get look the way you want to look. Right. You know, you can't get growth if you don't have proper nutrition. And you're surely not going to get in shape if you don't have proper nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you really have to be in tune with that. Yeah. And I, I, um, I mean, this is something that's well known about you, but I was reading a little bit more online about how much like game meat is pretty central to your protein as well. Well, you know, right? I think uh, there's a big, uh, like Whole Foods and these kinds of things are mm -hmm. very... Uh, you know, these type of stores are very uh, becoming very popular because they don't use hormones and right. preservatives and things like that. Well, show me a meat, a protein source that's more natural than game, mm -hmm. an elk or a deer or a buffalo or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the best source of protein you can get. There's no preservatives, no hormones, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and uh, plus, I love to hunt. Sure. Has so, it, it been something that's been part of your life from from day way one. back? Yeah, I grew up in, uh, in West Texas in the country, mm -hmm. and the only two things I do out there was drink beer mm -hmm. and hunt. Mm -hmm. So. You know, the two best-looking girls in my school were my cousins, so, uh, <laughs> so it wasn't much to do, man. And it's cardio, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, so as long as you've been a bodybuilder, you've been somebody who's been eating game meat as well. Yeah, I grew up, right? you know, I grew up in, the, in the country, man. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I grew up in West Texas on a cattle ranch. Uh, our closest neighbor was probably 
eight miles away. Eight miles. Yeah. Wow. So hmm. uh, we were way out there, and uh, you know, um, so hunting and fishing was just something. You know, my dad taught me at early age, hmm. and uh, I think when I was five years old, my dad started taking me with him, and uh, just to tag along and hmm. start teaching me. Yeah, so, and I mean, I, I think I've edited, you know, probably a dozen articles about how healthy game meat is but for you as somebody who's been eating it your whole life and using it to you know be fuel for your training um how how different is it do you feel like you know do you do you feel a difference in is your i do actually i think it makes you stronger to mm-hmm. tell you the truth um i think when i eat game which i do pretty much on a daily basis um you know a combination of um, buffalo elk or deer mm-hmm. or something like that um I think I'm stronger mm-hmm. because it, uh, my wife laughs at me, and she's like, oh, "He thinks it makes him stronger, like and a superhero." Yeah, or so, uh, <laughs> but uh, maybe that's just my imagination. But uh, it's definitely healthier. Right. I think I think uh, the science behind it will, will back that up. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty straightforward too. I mean, uh, most of the game meat I eat is ground, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it makes it a little easier for prep too. Yeah, I imagine. that's that's what I do. I, uh-huh. I would grind all mine up. Um, buffalo, the oak, the deer. I grind it up, and uh, I would add nothing to it, just straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes it much easier. If you, so if you need eight ounces or ten ounces, it's much easier to mm-hmm. get exactly what you need and uh, and prepare it. Mm-hmm. So what about like bear and stuff? You you ever go out and get a bear and eat that? Or um, yeah, I've eaten black bear. Uh-huh. It, uh, it, uh, I only did one time. It tasted pretty funky. It's man. It's rough, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I hunted a bear one time in, in uh, New Mexico, and we of course we hauled him out and, and I processed him and, uh-huh. and ate him, and we ate him, but it was a uh, it's an adventure. Yeah, we we, we kind of left them alone after that. Uh-huh. So, huh. now I mean, one other great thing about hunting though is it's like, it, it's a it's a great um, it's a great activity and it's a great way to just like add in you know something extra to your strength training. We had we had a woman on a few uh, weeks ago who said she's a construction worker on the side and she said all I do is the same Ronnie Coleman routine over and over again, but the construction work just gives me this like extra magic something because you got to carry stuff, you got to walk, you got to oh, work hard. Do you feel like hunting actually and, and being outdoors? Hunting is very physical. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you go on an elk hunt, a backcountry elk hunt, and uh, you get a big bull might weigh a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the only way to get him out is you got to cut him up and right. haul mm-hmm. him out on your back. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, you know, you take a 150-pound, 200-pound piece of elk strapped to your back and mm-hmm. you're walking at altitude through the mountains trying to get out, it'll kick your butt. Yeah, you're I probably going to make several trips to right to get him out. So uh, yeah, that's what keeps me from going out there. I help yeah. my friend butcher it, but I'm like, man, so, hauling that carcass—that's like a three-day process sometimes, yeah. you know. And then, uh, of course, you know, back home in Texas, we hunt uh, wild boars, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we hunt them with dogs and. Uh, so you got to run to keep up with mm-hmm. the dogs, and mm. that's very physical. Sure, so you can end up going several miles in a night through mm. the, through the countryside. And, right, and they can be and a little bit more same, dangerous than an elk too. I imagine. Uh, uh, agreed. <laughs> and, uh, and then same thing, you get one, you got to haul him out. So. Right. Huh. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a pretty interesting thing. I imagine that like your hunt, the guys you go hunting with, they they say like you know, Branch has these thirty inch quads. Let's make him haul it out, or has. Is it <laughs> Man, it, uh, everybody kind of shares the uh-huh. shares the burden, man, because uh, if they didn't help me, I wouldn't help them. Right. So, uh, you know, everybody pitches in, man. I, the guys I hunt with are pretty much the same guys I've been hunting with for ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a good group of guys, man. And, yeah, and that's that, that's another great thing about it. It's just, yeah, it's a good ritual built in, too, yeah, for sure. we have a lot of fun. So so now let's talk let's talk about longevity a little bit. Like, as a bodybuilder in your 40s who's been doing this for 25 years, how, how do you feel? I feel really good. Um you know, like I was saying earlier, after after my workout, uh, I still train hard. Uh, I don't train as heavy as I, I used to. Uh, and I, I played on uh, the intensity scale back a little bit from what it was. Um, sure. You know, all those years I trained the way I did was for one reason. I wanted to win. Right. I wanted to be the best in the world. Um, you know, not uh, not competing anymore. Uh, 
You feel so, like you're done competing? Because you still look like it's on your mind physically. <laughs> when I see you on Instagram, I'm like, this guy looks like he still thinks like a competitor. You I, know? I don't want to say uh, I'm retired yet, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just not competing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll leave that door cracked. Um, sure, sure. But, uh, you know, right now I've got a lot of good things. I've, in the past two years since I haven't competed, um, I had a lot of things come my way, good opportunities. And uh, I'm having fun. i got some challenges. Sure, including uh, a daughter. Yes. Does, does uh, that change that, that equation That changes too? everything. Mm-hmm. The, the moment she was born, everything changed for me mm-hmm. for the better. You know, as a bodybuilder, especially a, a, a world-class bodybuilder, but you're, you're going to be, become a very self-centered, selfish person, right. even if that's not who you are, mm-hmm. you know, naturally. Uh, because if you're training for the Arnold, the Mr. Olympia, any, of these, any pro contest for that matter, um, it's all about you. It's about your training. It's about your, your eating all your food. It's about you doing cardio. It's about you posing practice. You know, it's about you, 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 you right. all day long. Because to win, you have to be. Because if you're not giving everything you got and giving 100% to every facet of that preparation, somebody will beat you. Sure. Every time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so even if you're not that type of person, you become that, that person, you know, in the quest to win and be the best. And so I think that's why you see a lot of guys – a lot of marriages and relationships that don't last because sure, gym widows yes and mm-hmm. um you know so i you know my, my wife she, she was a top pro too so mm-hmm. she understood that and she was uh always would put me first and um so now that uh, i'm not competing well i would say that when my daughter was born it all changed uh, for the first time i put someone else first and i always thought about someone else before anything i did sure and mm-hmm. um so uh, that's a good thing. Yeah. How old is she now? She's five. She'll okay. be six. Uh, she'll be six in three weeks. Okay. Yeah. I have a five-year-old who will be six in three weeks as well. And but it, and it's funny because now that he's four or five, right around in there, they start to notice a lot more. Like, okay, this is how my family acts versus other families, right? Like, <laughs> yes. My my son, he's a pretty active guy, you know, and he and he loves to, he 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 gets the fitness thing in it, like as as play, but. They pay a lot more attention all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? Now she uh, she came home the other day and she's like, "You're famous, huh, Daddy?" Uh-huh. <laughs> it <laughs> uh, hit her. Huh? Yeah, she. And uh, I started laughing. I go, "Why do you say that?" She goes, "Well, some of the kids I go to school with said they knew who you were, and mm-hmm. they were showing me pictures or something." <laughs> and uh, I started laughing. So. Uh, has she been to Metroflex? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are kids allowed there? I don't know. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. She's a. Uh, it's a dirty place, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. There's some bugs in there, almost as big as she is. So sure, yeah, I yeah, won't let her run around. I know, I know. There's some rats in there that big. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. Now, and this is, we've talked about this with you know guys like Jay Cutler and Evan Centipani as well. But like you know, there, there's there's also a point where it's like, all right, the eating starts to wear on you as well. Like those guys, they start to think about like, how big do I want to be at some point? You know, how big? The, like, the eating is, is the be all end all in bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, I think that's why there's a lot of guys out there that have. Mr. Olympia caliber physiques and they never get there because of the eating. Um, I mean, it's, I, I, I used to joke. I'm like, I'm never, uh, I'm always miserable because off season you eat, you eat so much cause you're trying to right. grow and mm-hmm. make progress. That's when you actually make the progress and make gains is in the off season. And, uh, you know, I'll be up till one in the morning sometimes trying to finish my food, Ugh. you know, and you take it's a bite, 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 you chew it up and you get some water and swallow it and then you get the next bite. And, you know, and I just cuss my food mm-hmm. and, uh, but I was so driven and motivated. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I'd do whatever. I would either get mad at my food and just sit there and like I was <laughs> training or something. You'd and, hate eating. Yeah, you know, I'd hate it. And uh, I'd eat it anyway just because I wasn't going to let it beat me almost. <laughs> and, uh, we, we call those forced bites around yes. here. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, then, then you start preparing for competition 
Now it's the other extreme. You're always hungry. Right. Even though you're eating six, seven meals a day, mm-hmm. you're starving all the time. You know, so now I'm getting up at three, four in the morning to go do cardio so I can eat breakfast because I can't sleep because I'm laying in bed starving. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just a constant cycle, one extreme sure. to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I got to where I, I, I hated, I hated food, you know, because it was just always you either force feeding yourself or you're, you're getting, you're hungry all the time because you're getting ready for competition. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it was after a competition, I'd usually try to take a few weeks and Mm-hmm. Just, just eat a little bit more normal. Yeah, if I want to eat, I'd eat. If I didn't, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing with the gym. You know, I'll just stay away from the gym. If I wanted to go, I would go. If I didn't, I didn't. And uh, just for the middle, just give myself mentally a break. Sure. Mm-hmm. And now that you're like mostly not thinking about competition anymore, do you f- do you find that you know that the eating you can just kind of eat how you want? And it's programmed into you at this point. Or are you still pretty? pretty I naturally about will that just take healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, naturally, I'll eat. You know, the game or the chicken and mm-hmm. the rice and potatoes. and so egg just whites. quality yeah, as quality opposed food. to the quantity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I eat as much or as little as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I probably average four meals a day mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, four is a good number. Yeah. People can do that. And, uh, you know, it keeps a – I still can stay big. I still can train hard mm-hmm. and look decent. And um, so right now that's uh, – I'm good. You know, if I decided uh, I want to get back on the stage, mm-hmm. I'm not that far off. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like this is this is a good spot where you f- could see yourself hanging out for five to ten years, kind of in that? I do. Mm-hmm. This is where, where I'm at now. Be easily easily maintained, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not uh, not being the not killing myself trying to eat seven meals a day and right. mm-hmm. so not I'm crushing not, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hmm. okay, yeah. And you you mentioned that you just maybe you know how to dial back the throttle, obviously a little bit by now. Um, you've had few serious injuries over the years and i'm sure plenty of not as serious ones that just you know so yeah how, how do you how do you find that that sweet spot as you get older go by feel mm-hmm. um man i don't push it to the level that i used to when i'm in the gym i surely don't go as heavy right you know those days of squatting that super heavy weight and mm-hmm. deadlifts and benching and all that i don't why there's no mm-hmm. point um you know i could just fight back in the day when i'm trying to you know get ready for the big show or something right now I got nothing to prove. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was fun, but, uh, you know, my joints are all pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is saying something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I live a pretty like, active life. I like to get out and mm-hmm. hunt and be in the outdoors and do the things I do. So uh, I'm not, my, my goal right now when I'm in the gym is don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's, so, a, that's a good goal. And I think, I think you point to something important there. Just like it's, it's so easy to look at the gym and say, you know, there, there's my activity. But... We, we have more and more uh, people coming, experts coming to us saying, the stuff that you do outside of the gym is so much more important. Those two together, like, yeah, go just walking yeah. and carrying stuff around and mm-hmm. parking as far away as possible, going hunting, things like yeah. that. That's uh, that's crucial. And I've actually incorporated some new new training into my uh, my schedule. Ultra marathons like Chris Gethins? There will be no ultra marathons oh, okay. in Francis future, <laughs> ever. <laughs> but uh, I have mad respect for anybody that can do it. But, man, uh, that's why they invented cars <laughs> and airplanes <laughs> but uh you know we, we i incorporate some new kind of training so uh one day a week we uh we go out and uh do some functional training mm-hmm. you know we're flipping tires carrying sandbags mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, doing this kind of pulling sleds is that kind of, stuff pretty new to you it is i've been doing it for uh past couple years mm-hmm. um i've done it a little bit in the past but it kind of interfered with uh you know, my, my competition sure. and training, mm-hmm. but now that I haven't been competing. I've been doing it. So uh, we, comp- we, we do that kind of training. Sometimes we incorporate actually shooting with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, sure. that's my reward. Cause I like that the biathlon yeah, style. Exactly. Right? So mm-hmm. uh, it's very much like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll run and do all this stuff. And then uh, when your heart rate's about 160, 170 beats a minute, then 
and you go and you try to hmm. shoot and hit something. Just like right in the Metroflex parking lot? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we uh, actually, I've got a buddy on the, uh, it's a SWAT police officer and a SWAT team member back in Dallas. And uh, so he, we get to go down to their facility and, and do it down there. And then um, I actually have a, have some, have a pretty large uh, farm and mm-hmm. I built a, Okay, so so you'll train at home and do some of this as well. Yeah, so I've got my own little range out there, and I've mm-hmm. got all that stuff, so we can do it there too. That's cool. Yeah, so. I, I, um, I I remember I lived in Europe about ten years ago, and you know the the sports that they watch on TV there, aside from soccer, are like Olympic sports. Mm-hmm. And I watched a ton of the biathlon then, and it's it's just an amazing sport, right? Yeah. Because it's they they work so damn hard skiing in these incredible circles, and then you sit down and they start shooting and it's like, it's high drama, man. Yes. It's for real. It's a really cool sport. It's a, it can be very frustrating too when you first mm-hmm. start off because, you know, if you've ever never done that and your heart rate is up so high mm-hmm. and then you're trying to shoot this little target that's like the size of this Gatorade top here, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard and sure. you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, so all that, you know, sort of strongman style stuff, carrying stuff around, pulling sleds, mm-hmm. Did, uh, was, that, was that a rude awakening for you ever where you're like, oh my God, this is way harder than I anticipated? Yeah, it was hard. Uh, I, found, I did a, I actually did Tony in Cinemont mm-hmm. down in Florida. He a uh, real world tactical. We went and uh, did one of his courses. He does crazy shit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've become really good friends over the years, mm-hmm. a couple of years. But I uh, went down and took his course, and he does a lot of it. And um, he, uh, he'd come up and train with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went down and did his his course and so it was like a course that there's just like you know personal trainers and all these different people and they show up and here's branch warren taking the course with me nah man it was uh we pulled up and these were like dudes they were okay. like marines uh-huh. and sweat guys and hmm. uh these uh contractors and people like this mm-hmm. and then here's branch the bodybuilder <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm like i'm gonna get killed yeah right but uh it was a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. I had a blast, and uh, I learned a lot. And it was really hard. It, it's it's hard that that style of training. It's it's cool though. Like there's there's a it's a different sort of feeling, but it toughens you up. And I it think it was eight wins. hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we had about a thirty minute break in the middle for lunch, and uh, it was hard, man. It mm-hmm. was but it was super intense. But I learned a lot, and uh, so at that point, I was like, you know what. I got I got so much out of it. Uh, I'm like I'm gonna do I'm gonna start training like this. Sure. On a weekly basis. Mm. So so what do you what do you like to do? Like you said, you like a heavy sandbag or. Yeah, we do uh, all kinds of stuff, man. We'll uh, we got a sandbag. We have a sled, weighted mm-hmm. sled. We pull or push it. We got some big those big giant tractor tires. Mm-hmm. We flip. Uh, got a sledgehammer. You know, we swing. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what else we got? Uh, we run. Mm-hmm. Bear crawls. Sure. All this kind Craw- of stuff. Crawling is no joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. Good, good mornings, burpees. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, just any kind of anything. We we just change it up all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and you just basically anything to kick your ass. And sure, well, and that, that's one kind of fun thing about it is yeah, you can you can really mix it up. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, there there's really no sets or reps. It's you come out. You I like work. it because it's something mm-hmm. different. It's a new challenge. Mm-hmm. After being doing what I've done for so long, mm-hmm. it's just something new. And uh, it's plus it's outside. I could do it outside, and it's just. Uh, just a new challenge sure. different yeah and I, I find that that sort of training makes sense to my five-year-old too like he gets that in, mm-hmm. in a way that the gym i think he would go in there and be like what the hell are these people doing yeah. doing curls that makes no sense to me at all you know yeah but like yeah pick something up carry it a kid can understand that. Oh, yeah get to yeah. flip a big tire over and all that right I think that's cool uh-huh. okay so. it was fun right yeah okay so so what what do, you, what do you want your legacy to be in the sport then if you're like okay you know maybe you compete maybe i don't but yeah look, looking back what do you think your legacy is in bodybuilding I don't know. I don't know if that's for me to decide. I mm-hmm. think that I'll let the let the people decide that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, I think the thing one of the things I'm most proud of is um, everywhere I go, I hear people these the younger generation saying how I've 
they watch my videos and they, you know, I inspired them to start working out or start training or competing or something. And I didn't really realize that, you know, when you're in the, when you're doing it, you don't, uh, I never really enjoy, I don't think I ever took the time to sit back and enjoy any of my accomplishments that I achieved, didn't matter what it was. You were just grinding. Yeah, I was grinding. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter what I won or what I achieved or did. I mean, I would go out that night, probably eat something, and mm -hmm. the next morning I'm up and already focus on what's mm -hmm. next. And I never took back, took the time to step away from it and say, wow, I actually did that. You right. know, that was a goal I had since I was 17, and I just did it. Mm -hmm. I never, it wasn't until the past couple of years that I was actually able to look back and be like, wow, I wish okay. I, I, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. But at the same point, I don't know if I would accomplish what I did because I was so focused. Right. And, uh, and no, matter, no matter what you do, it never was good enough. Mm -hmm. I never looked in the mirror and was like, well, I look great. Right. I look in the mirror and pick myself apart. And I got to bring this up. I got to bring this up. This mm -hmm. up. This sucks. I got you know, to focus on this. And uh, I was always focused on what had to be done right. and how to get to the next level and take the next step forward mm -hmm. instead of uh, I never took time to sit back and enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. But now you feel like you can <clears throat> breathe deep and appreciate it a little bit more? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I do miss game day. Mm -hmm. I miss being on stage with the guys and, and battling it out. That was fun. Sure. And I think the challenge of uh, trying to push myself to be better than the previous time, mm -hmm. you know, that was fun. But uh, I don't miss the diet. Sure, right. I mean, yeah, there are all these other competitive avenues <clears throat> out there. Like, there's more strength sports than ever, though. Do you ever look at some of that other stuff and go, like, oh, that might be kind of fun to try, like a, uh, another powerlifting meet or uh, whatever? Uh, nah, powerlifting meet is a – I loved it back in the day. Mm -hmm. Definitely out on that. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if my joints would uh, – my joints are great right now. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Leave well enough alone. Yeah, so uh, mm -hmm. I think that, that ship sailed a long time ago. Right. Strongman can be kind of the same way. It's like it, it looks like a lot of fun, but when you start taking it competitively, you're just going injury to injury. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. Strongman would be a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but um, you know, I think uh, maybe in a young ten years ago, mm -hmm. absolutely. But mm -hmm. now. Nah, it's just, just you have to eat enough game meat. That's the, if you just eat. <laughs> you haven't found the right animal yet. You know? Maybe, maybe, maybe if I like get big as a buffalo. I'll like. <laughs> well, Branch Warren, thanks for coming and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Branch is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Branch Warren, right? And uh, you have a website as well with a whole bunch of stuff on it. Yep, thebranchwarren.com. Thebranchwarren.com. And as for us, if you, we do have an email address. If you uh, want to send us any suggestions or complaints, it's um, podcast at bodybuilding.com. Thank you for everybody. If you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.